not surprisingly, another common pattern in the first round of topic requests is on growing a business without so much reliance on social media. So there are a number of people who have requested just to hear my thoughts on it because again it's like I totally built my business based on social media <laughs> at the beginning especially because I was in a Facebook group with a whole bunch of entrepreneurs who needed exactly what I was really inspired to offer and it was this perfect storm of momentum and madness so I absolutely built my business to start with social media so anything that I can share is painted with that brush I can't undo that that I already have existing momentum based on social media so I don't currently have experience well I say that but I also helped Jeremy my husband start a bit of a side hustle and he's never used social media for it looky there okay look even in real time I'm realizing that, <laughs> okay, so story time. So no, I haven't yet built my business without social media, although this is technically not social media, but we can't unknow what we know, which is that we probably met one form or another through social media, so whatever. But I do have a little bit of experience building a side baby business. It's, it's a hobby. It's not a full-on business yet, but his leads are off the charts. I mean, he has more leads literally than he knows what to do with. And he's never been on social media for it. Okay. So, okay. This, I'm sure this isn't like annoying to listen to in real time as I'm connecting these dots. But basically all we did was set up a website that had a, a name that made perfect sense SEO wise for what he's offering. Cause it's like a manual, something that he's building kind of situation. And I set up a website for him in a day. He's very good looking. I'm like, you're very marketable. It's a shame if he doesn't do YouTube, <laughs> YouTube tutorials, online courses. I have thought of it all. I've thought of, I've dreamt up his whole empire. And it's interesting to see how fun and sparky I get about when it's like someone else's business that is not something I have to execute on <laughs> or whatever. Although for him, I would, because it actually selfishly benefits me too. Um, because we share finances. But having said that, I made a website for him and put up a type form so that people could apply or like inquire basically. And they do because of the SEO, because of the search engine optimization. And it's not, I mean, it's on lead pages, but I used words that are the key words for what he's making in Houston. And I think especially the location-based piece and literally he has more, more business than he could ever actually even do. I'm like, you need to find somebody else who can build these because then you could at least be monetizing it that way, even if you don't want to do it. So he has literally more potential clients than he would even want. And it had nothing to do with social media. So there we go. Um, which is a really cool example. All that to say, I have even purchased multiple courses of marketing without social media where people share stuff and and really i just love hearing it because even though i don't know that i want to be off social media completely like delete completely delete alexandra franzen style you know she's one example in this online marketing industry of someone who is just completely off of social media in terms of like her own accounts i mean people will talk about her and share her work or whatever but she doesn't have her own accounts. So she's one example. And she's, I, I did purchase her course a couple years ago. That's literally called marketing without social media. And it was just beautiful how she delivered it, her and her, and her team and co-founders and whatever. Like I just, it was cool because it was an email course and they 
sent actual physical workbook in the mail and it was 45 days. This is a sidebar, but just as a case study for business inspiration. Um, it was 45 days, I believe, where you could have, you could email them as much as you wanted to back and forth. Of course, I never took advantage of that, but lots of people did, which was great. And they had some live calls, but they had their workbook and then they had an audio version of their workbook to make it really accessible. And it was just so beautiful and simple. And then they had a forum that wasn't on Facebook or anything, but like a private forum for the members for the duration of that 45 day live period. And then at the end of it all, they're like, okay, here's your Dropbox folder of all the replays, all the everything, you know, everything that you need right here. And then that's it. And it was just so clean and clear. And I really appreciated that. Um, anyway, that's one example. Leonie Dawson, I know also has a course or a workshop on it as well. And she's like, again, admitting, look, I had social media, so I can't undo that. But I think the core of all of it is just remembering. And for me, part of the drive, I know that if I ever do transcripts, they're going to be awful because I have, I just speak and run on sentences. So if you're reading this as a transcript, eventually I apologize for my major run on sentences. But again, this is the practice of imperfectionism. Um, all that to say, a part of the draw for me is one, I just don't want to be on my phone all the time. I don't want to be scrolling. I don't want to have to be engaging through notifications and that kind of thing. What I love about this experiment so far is being able to dip in and choose, and I can access my Google Sheet where I can hear from you, and I can choose to go into my Google Sheet and and, and engage or get inspiration. And then if I want to email you back directly, you know, like it's just, it's very intentional. Yes, it's analog and it's not nearly as efficient as social media. And I appreciate that about social media, but I just, I don't know. I just want to be a little less screeny and make things feel a little more real and a little more personal. I mean, even just listening to the idea of snail mail and like actually reaching out to people via their mailbox. Like I have one of the spas that I go to is literally right across the street from our house. I mean, less than a two minute drive, but I didn't, I, mean, I drove past it for literal years before Jeremy was like, Hey, didn't you say you were looking for a new spa to go to? And they were in that like Val pack coupon envelope, you know, so they had paid to have a little sheet, like a little quarter or a third of a sheet in the Val pack thing. And that's how I learned about her. And I have then since referred so many of my family and friends that live in the area to go to her because of that, because she reached me in my, at my kitchen table, you know, so like the power of snail mail. So I'm just saying that's one specific example, but it doesn't that feel fun, like to write a letter to people. And she wasn't writing a letter. It was an advertisement, but still that's how she got me, even though she literally lived right across the street or not lived, but works just across the street. So, um, that's one example of just a sparky idea of like writing postcards to potential clients or to people that, you know, or to people that you're, potential referral partners or whatever, but just actually having real conversations in that way is one example of a fun thing that feels so old school that it feels new school because it's something that people really don't do much of anymore. And even, I mean, podcast is cool, but maybe lots of people will be doing this soon too, where it's a private podcast with this like secret door to engage or whatever, or email, but there's just there are so many emails with so many different things. And so actually going offline is refreshing and different and kind of like a way, I feel like it's like passing a note in the classroom, you know, like it's just like psst, over here off the internet. And I think that that's cool. And it again, doesn't have to be off the internet. We are still here connected through the internet, but at least it's not in the really noisy, like 
banquet hall or nightclub where it's like, huh, what are you saying? You know, like in the movies and they repeat it back and it's completely not what they said, like a bad game of telephone. So there's a lot to say for that. But I also think that it it's not even just about finding one right way or here's a great idea of something to do. I mean, it's great to bounce ideas off and everything, but the whole point is what will you sustainably do and what will you feel sparky about? And what will you feel like, okay, this, this I will do because maybe you're hesitating on marketing something and it's not marketing that you don't enjoy. It's just the social media part, but maybe writing letters to people directly or sending emails or calling people. I mean, maybe that's a step too far. Okay. Like don't just start (laughs) calling people and not leaving a voicemail. So they have to call you back. Um, But just you brainstorming lists of, of things that you could do if the internet didn't exist or if this particular website didn't exist and then kind of start just gauging within yourself what actually feels fun and inspiring and then just try it and see. Because what if you loved going door to door? You know, for example, think about a course about copy. It would be so beneficial to the service-based business owners in my local area. I actually just saw that there was a bunch of business owners just recently over here locally. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this would be so cool. I could totally connect with people in real life, first of all, which is, again, something I just now feel like I have the bandwidth to do, like to make local friends and business especially, but also they could be potential clients because they could really benefit from learning how to write like they speak as opposed to feeling like they have to type like everyone else in their industry or whatever. And so going around in person as it's safe to do, like it's so old school that it feels new school is what I'm saying. So again, this is an ongoing conversation. Let me know your thoughts and specific questions about things. Like I said, I've become a student because I am figuring out my own hashtag on her terms style of marketing and sharing and letting people know that I am actually coaching and advising and actively serving and supporting clients one-on-one and group formats. Like this is me experimenting with ways of getting the word out and letting people know that I am here. I have thoughts and I have value that I can add uh, by being in your corner and such. So like this is part of my experiment, even though we are still kind of, I don't know if you could consider podcast social media. It's not really, but it kind of is. It's not totally analog, but I absolutely feel you on the craving to move it out of like the big public pool, you know? Um, And then also another thought that I had that I, because I've talked about this with my clients a lot. Again, it's not surprising because this is a pattern of something I've been contemplating and experimenting with on my own over here is using social media as a very leveraged means to start one-on-one conversations. So it's a beautiful thing. And, And like so much of my life would not be what it is if not for social media, if not for how I started my business from friends, but to actual business, to then financial and lifestyle op- opportunities and all that stuff. So like, I'm so thankful for it. And I feel like when we're villainizing it and or making it everything, that's where we're in trouble because the truth is in the middle. It's a tool that we can use however we want to, you know, um, if we have the mental capacity to like use that discernment and think critically about it and blah, blah, blah. So I know it's complicated, but in theory, if it's a tool and you don't want to go all out or all in with it, one cool way to look at it is just to see it as a leveraged way to reach so many people and then start engaging with those people. Like think about someone's kind of putting themselves out there, even just to double tap your Instagram post, like for them to like it, there's a history of that. Like they're going on the record, liking the thing that you said or the thing that you posted, why not reach out to them? 
and be like, hey, Nikki, I saw that you like this post and I don't, you know, mean to be creepy, but I would love to know, like, I see you're so and so, like, you look at the profile and it's like, so what do you do? Like, tell me more. What's, you know, what struck you about this particular conversation or what are your thoughts on this? And like, use the leveraged way of social media or like I'm doing here with the podcast to spark one-on-one conversations. Yes, I'm talking to other people. Other people can hear this episode, but actually I'm asking you right now to comment back and engage so that we can start building a relationship and see. And maybe it's because we are going to work together officially, or maybe you're going to refer me or I'm going to refer you, or I'm going to be in your town looking for a great restaurant one day. Who knows? But I am really, the value for me is on R-E-A-L relationships. And I do feel like social media can be a beautiful tool to foster and spark that. But we just have to be intentional about like, why are we here and how do we want to use it? And it's all an experiment. So I would love to know your experience with this or your thought process on this. And again, anything else, it's an ongoing conversation. We're just making this up as we go, obviously. But I I love this conversation. So thank you for those of you who did ask my current spin on it. It will evolve and I will keep you posted. Let me know what else comes up as you're noodling on this over there. All right, talk soon. Okay, technically that was the end of the episode, but since you're still here, one, I'd love to thank you for spending part of your day with me, and two, I'd love to ask you if you would take 30 seconds, maybe 60, to leave a rating and review in your podcast app before you tap out today. If you've already done that, it's amazing. Please send me a screenshot so I can thank you personally, and know that sharing this episode with a friend has the same magical powers, and I deeply appreciate both. Also, in case you're listening to the end to see if I ever actually introduce myself, hi! My name is Nikki Elledge-Brown. I'm the host and author of Naptime Empires and this here on Her Terms podcast. You can find me around the internet at Nikki Elledge-Brown in most places, but what you may appreciate most is actually over at onherterms.com. It's what I call the insider library. It's where you can get inside scoop, first listen rights, email updates every time there's a new episode, and then special insider-only bonus content. It's all over in our private feed. Okay, that's a wrap for real. I'll meet you in the next episode.